Thank you. Thank you for joining us for our Christmas Day service. And for all our first-time guests among us, I saw a few first-time guests here. My name is Pastor Wilson, and I want to warmly welcome to Grace Assembly on Christmas Day. Now, Christmas is always very special, isn't it? It's special because it's a year-end event celebrated by many in the world. Even those who are not Christians we also take the time to wind down and look forward to the coming of a new year. And for the non-religious, they will use the term happy holidays to wish each other a good holiday season. Some would celebrate this festive occasion with Christmas trees and colorful lights. Now, how many of you, you have a Christmas tree at home for this year? How many of you? Yeah, many of you, yes. And you can see many beautiful lights as well beside on the Christ, your Christmas tree at home, but also along Singapore's Orchard Road, right, since early December. I noted that this year's uh, Christmas lighting at Orchard Road is extremely uh, brighter. It's extremely bright. And for Christians, we remember Christmas not just for the lights, the sound of jingle bells, but also for what took place in Israel more than 2,000 years ago. And I want you to know that that has to do with the birth of Jesus Christ. Now, the birth of Jesus also took place with dazzling bright lights and the supernatural visitation of angels. And they were not created by the LED lights in the shopping malls, but by God's divine visitation on earth. And let's examine together right now this special event from the Scriptures. And let me read to you right now from Luke chapter 2. A passage that tells us more about what Christmas is all about. Luke chapter 2 verse 8, it says this, And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. Now we are told that the shepherds in the field were doing the night duty, watching over their flock. As, as just when some of them were about to fall asleep, an angel appeared to them in full glorious brightness. Now you must understand that there was no city and street lights like what we have today. And in the nighttime, the place in the field was in total darkness. And the angel's glory must have blinded their eyes when he appeared to the shepherds. And now let's find out from the Bible the purpose of this special angelic visitation in verse 10. And he says this, And the angel said to them, said to the shepherds, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour. Say with me, Saviour. Who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloth and lying in a manger. Now, the, the, the angel's special appearance was to announce that the Savior of the world had arrived. And the Savior of the world had come 
not in his empire and in his glorious kingdom. The savior of the world had come as a baby boy, born in flesh and blood. Look at verse 13 right now. It says this, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those whom he is pleased. Now, if you look, you look at verse 13 and 14, right? It sure sounds like a flash mob, isn't it? A flash mob of angels suddenly appeared out of nowhere after the announcement. And the host of angels appeared and reinforced the news of the Savior's arrival. In verse 15, it says this, when the angels, I mean the host of them, went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to themselves, said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that, that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they make known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they have heard and seen as they had been told them. Now from this account alone, we can see that God chose to make known the arrival of the of Savior Jesus to a group of shepherds. Now, these shepherds became witnesses. They testified to the fulfillment of an event prophesied hundreds of years ago. But have you ever wondered, church, for those of you sitting here, have you ever wondered Wondered about the possible reasons for God to reveal the arrival of the Savior to a group of lowly shepherds. Of all people, why the shepherds? Why not the powerful? Why not the rich? Why not the famous? Why not the political leaders? Well, you must understand that the shepherds in those days were not always well received especially for those who are doing night shift. Many of the night shift shepherds that we had just read, many of them were social outcasts and people despised by the community. But God chose, He chose to reveal the arrival of the Savior to the most unlikely group of people in the field, not in the palace, not in the place of power, but in the field. And God chose these shepherds to send a message to all of us today that through this act of revealing himself to the lowliest in the society, God wanted to declare his purpose to all mankind. You see, church, God wanted all to hear the good news of his love, including the lowliest and the undeserving in the community. God does not withhold His love from anyone in the world. Can somebody say amen? And through this act, 
God wanted to declare His purpose to all mankind, that He will not withhold His love to anyone. Because God accepts anyone who will respond to Him, His act of love, and all that He has done through the arrival of Jesus Christ. And if you have walked into this Christmas service today, feeling that you are the most unworthy person to receive God's love and plan for you, well, I want you to know that you can be the very candidate, the candidate whom God is reaching out to today. God may be reaching out to you even if you feel that you're most undeserving because God does not respond to societal status or position of power. You see, God responds to anyone with an open heart and the humility to obey His voice as the shepherds did. You see, God will never reject anyone who has a humble heart towards Jesus, the Savior of the world. Now, regardless of your social status, Regardless of your power and influence in society, you can take a step towards God today because He's reaching out to you in the same way that He reached out to the shepherds in the field. And on this Christmas day, my friend, God is reaching out to you no matter how far you are from Him. So tell neighbor on your left and right, tell neighbor right now, God is interested in you. That's right. Tell neighbor God is interested in you. And for those of you online, you can type in the chat, God is interested in you. Now we have seen the story of the angels who appeared with shining bright light to the shepherds. Now the appearance was announced, the birth and the arrival of the Savior of the world, Jesus. Now, right now, let's go back one step earlier to the birth story of baby Jesus. Now to do that, I will need to read from the book of Matthew. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 20, it records for us the birth narrative of Jesus. It says in, in chapter 1, verse 20, but as he considered these things, as he here is referring to Joseph, the father of Jesus, and as he considered this, these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord has spoken by the prophet Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Say with me right now, God with us. So the Bible tells us that the birth of Jesus was not a smooth and uneventful one. And it started with the impregnation of Mary, a virgin with no sexual relationship with men. And her pregnancy was not an 
act of man, but a supernatural conception by the Holy Spirit. Now, I know that for some of us here, to hear about a supernatural conception by God is something that is difficult to fully, fully comprehend. Now, it, it was equally difficult for Mary to explain this to her immediate community. Now, can you imagine, how, how could Mary explain to her parents and her fiancé that she was carrying the saviour of the world? Can you imagine Mary telling her parents that, Mom, Dad, I'm pregnant. But I did not sleep with any man, huh? Let me just clarify. And this baby is from God. Now, how many of you parents said you have, you have daughters? You have daughters. I have two daughters. And can you imagine your daughter coming back one day, telling you this story? Then, Mom, Dad, I'm really pregnant. But oh, I, I have not stayed with anyone. And this is from God Himself. So you can imagine, right, as parents, like, are you kidding me? Which TikTok have you been watching? <laughs> you can imagine, right, that Mary's parents looking totally absurd with their daughter's explanation. What about the conversation with Joseph? Her fiancé. So Mary will be telling Joseph, Joseph, yes, we spoke about, about having many children, right? And here's the first one without us even sleeping together. It's, it's, it's an express delivery from God. So Joseph probably responded in shock and disbelief as well, right? He said, is this for real? Mary, are you for real? Yeah, right. My child, without my involvement. So no matter how Mary explained her pregnancy, it would sound incredulous to anyone hearing it, especially to Joseph, isn't it? So Joseph had the full right to terminate the, the marriage and demand compensation from Mary's family. So can you imagine? Imagine the tension and struggle in Mary's heart to explain her pregnancy. But of course, from the passage here, we know that the tension was much reduced when the angel appeared and explained her pregnancy to Joseph. So Joseph became a very important key right now, a very important character in the story. Because when Joseph realized it was God's plan for Mary to give birth to the Savior, he took Mary as his wife without any more question. His response changed because Joseph received a revelation from God. And this revelation was, was a divine message, a divine message sent directly from God to Joseph. And this revelation, this divine message from the angel changed everything for Joseph. The same pregnancy, but a different response. The same Mary, but a different Joseph. And the difference in Joseph's response was that he received a revelation, a divine message of who 
the child was in Mary's womb. This was no ordinary child. This baby, this fetus that was growing was the Messiah, the Savior of the world. And when Joseph understood the significance of Mary's pregnancy, this unexpected gift of life became a precious and undeserving gift to their marriage. The undeserving status of becoming the earthly parents of the Savior. And the change in Joseph happened because of a divine revelation from God's messenger to him. A revelation that changed confusion into clarity. A revelation that changed shame to honor. A revelation that changed desperation into destiny. A divine message that changed both the lives of Joseph and Mary forever. And the revelation of God assured Joseph of moving forward with Mary as his wife. And this revelation of God gave Joseph the perseverance to withstand all the negative rumors about Mary's pregnancy. The revelation of God gave Joseph the strength to raise Jesus when others sought to kill him in his infancy. You see, church, what happened to Joseph can also happen to you this Christmas, especially when, when you move into the new year of 2023, isn't it? Because some of us may have come to this Christmas service with issues that you cannot resolve. Some of us may have come with tensions and struggles that weigh heavily on us as we come into this service. And some of you may have uncertainties in your heart regarding 2023, especially with the unstable situations all over the world. But my friend, if you're here today, I want you to know fear not. Because Christmas is about God's entry into human affairs. And this Christmas, God wants to enter into your life, into your family. God wants to intervene in your life. And today I declare to you that the revelation of God will change your life. The divine message of God that you will receive will change your confusion into clarity. The revelation of God will change your shame to honor. The revelation of God will change your desperation into destiny. The gift of Christmas is not just about a baby coming to earth more than 2,000 years ago. My friend, the gift of Christmas is about the revelation of who the baby was then and still is for us now. The Savior of the world, Jesus Christ. He wants to lead you forward with strength and purpose for your life. And this Christmas, the divine message of God can change you, change your life forever. Yes, 
the situation may be pressing hard on you right now. And yes, the conflict in your heart may be intense. And yes, the demand on you may be overwhelming. But God's revelation for your life can give you the strength and the purpose you need right now to press forward into the new year. You see, church, beyond the lights and the bells of Christmas, may you hearken to God's voice to give you the strength to move forward. Not just to stay there, but to move forward with strength. And may your heart be open to hear God's voice and let the revelation of God change you this Christmas. Now, how many of you here sitting here today, how many of you here you need God's revelation as you enter into the new year? How many of you? Would you, would you, would you can you just raise your hand? Let me see your hands right now. And if you're saying that, God, I want your revelation to change me, first of all. God, I want your revelation to change me the way you changed Joseph. God, I want your revelation to change my heart so that I can respond differently to the challenging situation that I'm facing right now or I will face. Or you're saying, God, I need your revelation, your divine message for my life, for my family, so that I can have the divine strength to step into 2023. Now, if that's your desire, if that's your prayer today, this Christmas, I want you to lift your hands all over this place to the Lord right now. That's right. Lift your hands to the Lord. Now, for those of you who have lifted your hands, would you also stand with me right now? Where you are, would you stand at your seat? Lift your hands to the Lord right now because I want to pray for you. I want right now to pause in this, in this service right now to pray for those of you. You need a divine revelation from the Lord. You need a message from God to you, to yourself. Something you need to step into the new year. Something that you know that God, this Christmas, I need your divine revelation. You stand right now. All over this place, you stand. And lift your hands. Those who, have, those who are standing, would you lift your hands to the Lord right now and say, God, I ask for that divine revelation. That's right. Lift your hands to Him right now. Because I know that this Christmas, God wants to intervene. Christmas is not a normal day. Christmas talks about a divine, a divine intervention. A divine intervention where God steps into your world, my world today. So lift your hands right now as I pray for you. Father, you see everyone standing right now. And in the name of Jesus, on Christmas Day, Lord, your people desire your revelation. A special revelation for their lives, for their family. A special revelation from you, O oh God. And I ask for your revelation right now to be released. Those of you who lifted up your hands who are standing, would you just say, God, speak to me. Download your divine revelation to my heart right now. That's right. That's right. Together as individually, collectively, you tell God right now, say, God, Download into my heart your divine revelation for my life. That revelation that changed Joseph. God, I, I need that revelation to change my heart, to prepare me, to give me strength to move forward into 2023. 
I may not know what, what will happen in 2023, but God, I need you to walk with me this Christmas. That's so where you are, you lift your hands to Him and you talk to God right now. Because I believe that God is here. I believe that God is here. He's downloading right now to some of you His heart, His mind. God is downloading to some of you right now strength, strength to move forward, strength to say, God, I can and I will move forward with your presence and your assurance. That's why I sense that assurance of the Lord right now. That's why I sense Him. Sense Him in your heart. Sense Him in your spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Allow the download of heaven to take place right now. Allow the download of heaven to take place upon your heart. Father, you see everyone standing before you. And in the name of Jesus, that you would release your divine revelation to your people. And with the divine revelation brings assurance, brings strength. God, you would do that right now upon every heart, every individual, every family represented here. Release the assurance. God, thank you. So I declare to you right now the peace and the shalom of God to rest upon you. I declare to you that God's strength is more than enough. I declare to you that the presence of God will walk with you. He will be your strength. So I bind the word of the Lord spoken to you right now upon your heart that you will find strength and peace in the name of Jesus. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And we ask and pray all of this in Jesus' powerful name. And all of God's people say, Amen, Amen, Amen. Please be seated. Hallelujah. Amen, Amen. Amen, amen. I believe God is here today. And God is still speaking to some of you. So be open, all right? Be open to let the Lord speak to your heart. He's not done with us yet. And because of that, I want to move on to the next part of my sharing of my sermon. So we can see from the Christmas story that the change in Joseph started with a messenger. A messenger that came with a revelation. And if you look into the Bible, right, the word angel, the word angel there in, in the text that we have read, the word angel in the Bible comes from the Greek word angelos. Now, angelos basically means messenger. So an angel is essentially a messenger from God. And today, I stand before you as God's messenger to speak to some of you here right now on Christmas Day. And the divine message for you is the same revelation spoken to Joseph.
The divine message to you is this, that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world. And He has come to rescue you and me from the consequences of our sins and our wrongdoings. Now you may ask me, say, Pastor, how have I sinned? And what are my wrongdoings against God? Well, they can be our thoughts, our actions that displease God and cause us to be distant from Him. And the revelation for you today is that God wants you to experience Him on Christmas Day and become His sons and daughters through Jesus Christ. Now, some of you may ask, you say, but why, Pastor, why must I receive God through Jesus? Why can't I receive God through some other means? Well, the answer is very simple, my friend. God manifested Himself on earth through Jesus Christ. And through the life of Jesus Christ, we can all understand who God is, His love for us, because God became flesh and walked among us and to show us through Jesus the love, the love, the deep love of God. And Jesus Christ is the only way to reach the living God. And it begins with you accepting Jesus into your life and thereafter having a relationship with Him to know God more and more. Now, some of you here may say, that, Pastor, I, I don't think I want to accept God so fast. I want to know more about God before accepting Him. I want to know more about Him. I, want, I need more knowledge about Him before accepting Jesus. Well, my friend, you can. You can do that by Googling for more information about Jesus. No issue with that. You can ask Mr. Google and Mr. Google will tell you many, many information about Jesus, right? But I want you to know one thing, my friend, that hate knowledge alone does not always help you to know a person fully. I would recommend a better way for you to know God. And the better way is to first accept Jesus into your life. And through your relationship with Him, you will know God much better through a relational experience. Now, let me share an example on the power of experience versus hate knowledge. Now, let me share, share with you this encounter I have right now. Now, last month, I led about 80 church members to visit Israel for two weeks, right? If, uh, I can show a picture if you can. I led 80 church members, 80 of us. Some of you are in this service today, right? I led, I led 80 of them to visit Israel for two weeks. And during the two weeks, many members, many of them, those on, on the slide, they shared that they had had a deeper understanding of the Bible. After walking the ground of Israel and experiencing Israel for themselves, eating the food there, walking the ground, and interacting with the culture and the people in Israel, they gained greater clarity about the Bible's teaching. And the change in understanding came about because of their personal experiences in Israel. And you must understand that this group of people, they are reading the same Bible, but with a deeper appreciation and understanding of it now. Why is that so? Well, what they had experienced in the Holy Land added another dimension to their learning. In the past, it was something that they had read 
with knowledge. Something that had been written in the Bible, they, they read with knowledge. But now, it is something that they have experienced in person. And that's why because of the experience, they realize that they have a greater understanding of what the Bible is saying or is teaching them. And similarly, it's the same for us in knowing God. Head knowledge is good, but relational experience is even better. A relational encounter will enable you to experience God personally, not from afar, not about Him, but you are knowing Him, the person Himself. The only way to know God relationally is through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You see, the gift of Christmas is not about knowing that God sent Jesus as a baby to earth 2,000 years ago. The gift of Christmas is about having a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. The answer is in Jesus Christ. And this is made possible for anyone, any one of us who reaches out to, to Jesus Christ and welcome Him into your heart and to have a relationship with you. And I invite you today to go beyond hate knowledge to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Because when Jesus Christ comes into your heart, you will know and experience God even more. Now, some of you may be thinking, you say, why do I even need God? Pastor, why do I even need God at all when I have everything right now in my life? Well, the fact that you don't have Jesus in your heart as yet means that you don't have everything in your life. Your life is never complete without Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. And you will only know and understand life and who you really are in this world when you have experienced Jesus Christ. And your life is only complete with Jesus. And today, I want to invite you to experience the fullness of life by accepting Jesus Christ into your hearts. So tell neighbor on your left and right, tell neighbor one more time that God wants a relationship with you. That's right. That's what God wants from all of us, a relationship with us. My friend, you're here today, not by chance, not by divine, but not, not by chance, not because it happened to be a Christmas day. You're here because it's a divine arrangement. And God stirred your heart and brought you here through your friends, through your family members. And some of you are here because God divinely led you here and you know it. There was a stirring in your heart and that's why you came this morning to this service. No one is here by chance to hear God's Christmas message for you. You are here because God wants you to hear the true gift of Christmas and that is about experiencing Jesus Christ in your life. Amen? I invite all of us to bow our heads and close our eyes. Hallelujah. Allow me right now as you bow your heads, close your eyes, allow me to speak to two groups of people here. The first group is for those of us who are Christians. I'm speaking to Christians here right now because some of, some of us have grown cold in our relationship with God. And because of the busyness of life and many life events, 
that has led us to have a distance between God, between you and God. And today you can sense the gap between you and God. And you say, Pastor, pray for me. I want, I want to close this gap and restore my intimacy with God, my personal relationship with God on Christmas Day. I want to close this gap. And you know, you know that God is reaching out to you and warming your heart with this love again. And today on Christmas Day, you are saying, God, I want to reach out to you and close this gap in my heart with you. If that's you, I want you to lift your hands all over this place as an indication of your desire to experience God afresh and anew on Christmas Day. If that's you, lift your hands right now. That's right, lift your hands. If that's you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for your hands, thank you. If that's your desire, lift your hands and just wave at me. Thank you all the way back. I can see, thank you, I can see your hands at the balcony. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If that's your desire, you've been a Christian, you are a Christian, but somehow, somehow because of many things that have happened, you have drifted away. And today you're saying, God, I want to come back to experience you personally, not from afar, but intimately with you again. If that's you, lift your hands quickly, if you have not. Right, thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Lift your hands and wave at me so I can see you. On my left behind, I can see you. Thank you. Anyone else at the gallery? If that's you, lift your hands so that I can identify you. Yes, I see your hands there on my right at the gallery. On my left as well at the gallery. Thank you. Thank you for your hands. Thank you. It's a very important time because I know you're not here by chance, my friend. God has drawn you back. And God wants a relationship, a personal, intimate relationship with you as you end this year and step into the new year. Hallelujah. If you want to lift your hands, please do so quickly. I don't want to miss anyone here. On Christmas Day, I want to make sure I, I include you. Thank you. On my right, I can see the hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right in front here as well. Thank you. A second group of you I want to talk to right now. For a second group of you, you are here today because somebody brought you here. Or you may have walked in here because you felt the leading of the Lord to come to a church. And you have yet to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You, have, you may have heard about Jesus, but have and, and have some hidden knowledge about Him, but you have not welcomed Him into your heart where you have a personal relationship with the living God. And somehow today, it's different for you. And you want to move beyond hidden knowledge to having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Yes, you heard about Him before, but today you want to experience Him personally. You want to know Him personally and you want to allow Jesus to complete your life as your Lord and Savior. And today in this service, you're saying, Pastor, would you pray for me? I want to receive Jesus Christ into my life so that I can begin a relationship with Jesus. Not in a hate knowledge, but experiencing in my heart, experiencing Him as my Savior and Lord. If that's you, would you lift your hands right now? And, and wave, lift your hands and indicate your hands to me. As, I, as you wave your hand, lift your hands, you're indicating to me that you need prayer. So if you want to receive Jesus into your life, would you lift your hands right now all over this place? So that, thank you, ma'am. Thank you. 
Thank you, I see the hand. Lift your hands right now if that's you. So that I, I know that I can pray for you. Thank you, sir. I see the hand in front of me. Thank you. Come on, lift your hands if that's you. For the very first time, you want to receive Jesus into your life. Would you lift your hands so that I can identify you and I, can pray, I want to pray with you. All right. If that's you, lift your hands. Thank you for the hand, sir. Thank you. For the hand, man, thank you. It's your first time. And you say, Pastor, I want to experience Jesus. Beyond the hate knowledge, I want to experience Him in my life. If that's you, lift your hands. For the very first time, lift your hands. If that's you. Hallelujah. A very special time. Thank you. Church, would you stand with me right now all over this place? Would you please stand? On Christmas Day, the best gift is to receive Jesus into our hearts. Amen. Amen. And for those who have lifted up your hands, would you do me one more favor? For those who have lifted up hands, would you please come to the altar because we want to pray with you. You make a very important decision today for those who have lifted up your hands. And for friends and families who have brought your friends, would you turn to ask your friends and all your family members, your friends as well, ask them, can I, can I go down with you? Did you lift your hands? Can I walk down with you? And, and for, the, for the two or three of you who have lifted up your hands to receive Jesus for the very first time, would you come as well? I want to pray with you. Would you come? I want to pray with you. Thank you, come. The sister there, would you come as well? Would you come? Right? Those who lifted up your hands, would you come? Because it's a very important time. We don't want to miss anyone. I want to pray, pray with you to begin a, a journey with the Lord Jesus. Christians, would you turn to your friends and family members, right? Just ask them, ask them. Can I walk down with you? Can I accompany you to go down to the altar? It's a very important decision and I don't miss anyone. This decision will change your life forever. And I want to wait. Make sure I don't miss anyone. Would you come quickly? Come, come, come. It's a very important decision. And I want to make sure that I make time to include everyone here. Come. It's a decision that many of us have made. A decision that will change you. A decision that will radically allow you to encounter God in a very personal way. Would you come? Come, I'm going to wait. Come, Christians, talk to your friends and family right now. Talk to them right now. And ask them, ask them, can I walk down with you? Can I go down with you? Can I accompany you? Can I pray together with you? Take this opportunity right now as we wait for the rest. Come, 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 come. Come. It's a very important decision. I want to wait to make sure everyone is here. Now, there were hands that were raised to rededicate your life to God. And if you want to come for prayer, you can come as well, right? It's a very important decision for you to reconnect back with God. No longer hearing about Him, no longer hear and know about Him from reading, to move from knowing your mind to experiencing in your heart and that's through a prayer and right now I want to pray for different ones of us here and I will, I will lead you to a time of prayer just follow after me alright and for those of you just now who raise your hands to rededicate your life 
you can also follow us in this prayer. So why don't we pray together, all together in, in this prayer and let's encourage those that are in front right now. Would you pray with me? Those of you at the altar, just follow me in prayer right now, right? Just pray with me. Those of you at the altar, pray with me. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, thank you, thank you for coming to the earth, coming to the earth and dying for me, and dying for me. Thank you for your love for me, thank you for your love for me. And today, and today, I want to receive you, I want to receive you into my heart, into my heart to know you, to know you, to experience you, to experience you personally, personally. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I receive you. I receive you into my heart. Into my heart as my Lord. As my Lord. As my Savior. As my Savior. Today. Today. Lead me. Lead me with strength. With strength. With courage. With courage into 2023. Into 2023. Into my future. Into my future. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. For coming into my life, for coming into my life, making me, making me a child of God, a child of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I receive you. I receive you into my heart. Into my heart. In Jesus' name, I In pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah.